Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Freedom Caucus podcast. Great to have you joining us today. And I'm really excited with our guest and the topic that we're going to be talking about. I have Andy Biggs with us here today, of course, from Arizona, Arizona's 5th District, and the chairman of the Freedom Caucus. Glad to have you, Andy. Good to be with you, Jody. And Chip Roy from Texas 21. Uh, Chip was a former federal prosecutor, uh, the assistant, uh, the first assistant uh, attorney general at the state of Texas, and also the first chief of staff for Senator Ted Cruz. And uh, Chip, always great to have you as well. Thanks, Jody. All right. Well, uh, listen, we want to dive into, we're watching our nation right now just in so many ways under attack with riots and the total uh, just ignoring and turning the face to the rule of law. Uh, we want to get into that. I've got a couple of stats here. I know we're going to get into it, but we've already had 37 law enforcement officers killed this year. You go through the ways that some of these have been uh, killed. I mean, just outright categorical murder and some of them uh, just point blank range premeditated. Uh, we've had more than 700 police officers injured this year. I mean, it's just absolute insanity what's going on. And uh, I want to get into that. But before we jump into actual questions, I also want to encourage all of our listeners Wednesday, we're going to have a special order on this very topic that people can go on television and watch it. It will be at six o'clock Eastern time, five o'clock central on C-SPAN. Uh, Andy, you're going to be leading that. Want to just real quickly give a commercial on what people can tune into? Yeah, hope you hope you can get into it and watch it because we're going to be talking about we're going to have various members from the Republican conference to come down and talk about how important it is for safe neighborhoods, safe communities, and uh, what's happening and how we respond so we can support police, how we can support the rule of law, and how important it is if we're going to maintain our freedoms. And I think it's, you're going to find some really interesting uh, dialogue going on between the members of the of uh, the conference. So if you're able, tune in uh, Wednesday evening on C-SPAN, and you can watch it live. You'll see a lot of Freedom Caucus members there. All right, let's get into this issue. Chip, let me begin with you. As a former federal prosecutor, you have done a lot with law enforcement over the years. Uh, we are now watching perhaps record numbers of law enforcement either being injured or killed, certainly attacked. Uh, what what does this do to you when you see this? What do you have to say to the American people as it relates to law enforcement under attack these days? Well, thanks. And thanks for making this be the topic of this uh, podcast, because, you know, nothing is more fundamental than the necessity for this government to secure the blessings of liberty. Right. That's, that's what the Constitution exists for. Uh, and those blessings of liberty are under attack right now more than they've ever been before uh, in my existence, at least here and watching what's happening on our streets. Um, you know, look, it's, it's personal to me a little bit. One of the reasons that drew me to the law enforcement world as a federal prosecutor and as the first assistant attorney general. And we had a law enforcement division that I helped run when I was in the AG's office working for Attorney General Ken Paxton in Texas. But my great great grandfather was a Texas Ranger in um, Hayes, Blanco and Travis counties, which I represent now proudly. And my grandfather was the chief of police of a small Texas town, Sweetwater, Texas, out in West Texas. Um, you know, that kind of service runs in my family. And I've worked with law enforcement for many years. And watching the attack on them uh, is something that we Americans should be standing up against loudly to stand up for America. Uh, and I'm glad to see a lot of Americans doing that and backing the blue and standing with the blue. But you know who's not doing that is, is frankly, is our Democratic colleagues. And our Democratic colleagues refuse 
to do that. My, my opponent in Austin, Texas refuses to do that. Uh, and this is the problem that we face right now, the divide that we see. And I can tell you one thing, I am not going to apologize for a minute for our law enforcement community or for our values as Americans. Uh, watching those two deputies in Los Angeles getting attacked point blank, where someone walked up and shot them in the face uh, and that they had to go get emergency care and then to have uh, these so-called protesters. I mean, I, that, that's not an appropriate term in my view, but these so-called protesters going up and blocking access to a hospital, chanting that they hope they die with people sitting out there watching with video cameras and uh, heckling and sort of egging it on and laughing about it tells you the cultural rot that we have that we need to face head on and that we need to stand unequivocally with law enforcement. Where is Nancy Pelosi on this? Where are we having resolutions on the floor of the House of Representatives standing up with our cops, our law enforcement, uh, federal, state, and local? That's what I want to know. You know where it is? Nowhere, because we have no leadership in the House of Representatives other than folks that want to stand with BLM and with Antifa instead of with law enforcement. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, at the end of the day, you cannot have a society with law and order if you don't have also law enforcement. I mean, this goes hand in hand. And to, to remove law enforcement, obviously, is, is just a further uh, race toward a society with no law and order. Andy, let me, let me hit you on this. Chip, Chip brought this up. We, we have these police officers who were shot, uh, point blank, ambushed. Uh, and then go to the hospital, blockades, chanting, uh, we hope they die. I, I guess people want to know who's behind all this. What's what's happening in the background to push this movement to do away with law enforcement? Well, there's a whole lot of places we could attack that question and trying to answer it. But but we know that there's some money or, or uh, the, that's with some of these organizations. So there's some organizi organi organizing going on with these uh, rioters. I mean, they don't just, these aren't organic. This is, this is being organized, it's being funded, which means that we've got, some, we've got some law enforcement avenues we can attack with that because of that. Then you have uh, uh, Chip described as rot uh, within the culture that we've got to address head on. I mean, there are, a lot of these people are coming out indoctrinated um, where where they believe in critical race theory. I mean, let, I mean, if we want to get really down into it, the critical race theory, which is a mo movement that's based on Marxism. It is truly based based on Marxism. It is an anti-American uh, philosophy, and uh, quite frankly, these people are anarchists um, on one side, and the other side is communist. They want to uh, overthrow the government, and they and they rightly understand that a symbol of our of our freedom is the police who protect the weak right so i mean it's just amazing to me but i mean we could attack this all day long cuz there's so many ways to get get at get at the root of this but it is it is coming from people who have been indoctrinated to hate this country yeah and you know you're you're on uh, chip you're on oversight with me uh, Andy, your own judiciary. One of the hopes that I have is if we are able to take back the majority, we do some investigating. Yeah, we need to find out who is behind it because there is no question. These people are going across state lines, many of them the, the instigators of these riots. Who is paying for their travel? Because these folks don't have jobs. Well, who's paying for their food, their motels, the weapons that are being used? There is an organized effort and funding behind all of this. Right, and there's a lot to get to, and I don't, I don't want to jump in too much, but Catherine Herridge of CBS News put out a report yesterday 
um, identifying that indeed there is an organization, there is funding. And we need to know who it is. And we need to get to the bottom of it. That's where where you guys and and me can get to it. You know, one thing that I want to add to this, right, is that, you know, Andy mentioned critical race theory. And I was so gratified to see, as as I know you are, uh, the rule that the president made sure and issued the order that uh, uh, Russ vote in the office management budget to stop this in our federal government, to stop uh, the promulgating and the pushing of this critical race theory, frankly, garbage. Uh, throughout our federally, uh, our, our explain taxpayer. a little bit about that of what of what we're talking about here. Well, look, this all this all goes to the heart of efforts to indoctrinate, to train, to push a narrative that is div- dividing race. Right? It's uh, to quote Chief Justice Roberts in an opinion on on race related issues. This divvying us up by race is a sordid business, and critical race theory is all about that. It's all about uh, focusing in on how, uh, frankly, uh, white people are you know, inherently racist and it's institutional and that this is something that needs to be rooted out and targeted. And uh, then it's there, there, are, there are training efforts to indoctrinate this. And let's look no further, by the way, than the Smithsonian Museum. And we saw exactly. just, what, a few months ago where you had this two-page flyer which basically went through and explained all of the things that were evil about Western democracy, everything that was evil about the United States. You know what? what is evil? A nuclear family. You know what is evil? Is saying yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. I mean, in all yeah. seriousness, right? This was on a piece of paper being put out by the Smithsonian, the, the place where we send our kids to go look at Air and Space Museum or go to American history. I grew up going to that as a kid. And they're using that as a place and a way to indoctrinate a generation to hate their country. And that's what we're seeing unfold on the streets of America is that we've had all of these years of education and this establishment, bureaucracy, unions, teachers unions that are hell bent on training people to hate their country. That's where we got to start. We shouldn't have federal taxpayer dollars going to fund this garbage. And that's what we need to root out. That's what this election is about. Do you stand with America or are you against America? Do you want to tear it down brick by brick or do you want to build it up? Yeah, I mean, so so just just to understand this, the, the philosophical underpinnings is Marxism yeah. filtered through the Frankfurt School, which was the Frankfurt School gave us some other great things like the sexual revolution. Um, and basically... When you start moving to the Frankfurt School, you start moving to this uh, this um, dismantling of the American state and replacing it with an overarching state, and that is and that and and critical race theory is born right out of that. And Chips Wright it teaches this very very clearly that that race is inherent and institutional, and that uh, a person who is is Caucasian has no other they 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 have no way to overcome their inherent racism. So the the question becomes with all of this, because this is running down an extremely important track, but a little bit off. Uh, so to, to pull back specifically with the law enforcement issue, we must look at where this movement ultimately is taking us as a nation. So Chip, let me throw this to you. When when we have the media involved, we have the the left involved, we have a, an entire Democratic Party involved in pushing this narrative that law enforcement is evil. That in fact, law enforcement is the enemy. Where does this take us as a nation if we don't rein this in uh, and and counter the argument that somehow law enforcement is our enemy? 
Well, where it takes us is, is that nine of the 10 largest cities in America have had their murder rate skyrocket in the last year, a 21% increase in the top, I think, 30 or so yes, American uh-huh. cities across the country. Austin, Texas, which I'm proud to represent, live music capital of the world. It's a great city. Relatively low crime rate, historically, has had the highest percentage jump year over year between 2019 and 2020. And look, I'll get naysayers that'll chime in and say, well, that was because 2019 was particularly low. The murder rate this year is a little bit lower than some years past. Well, go look at property crimes. Go look at the burglaries. Go look at the state of uh, homelessness throughout the city. It's all skyrocketing. And then now let's fast forward and see what has the Democratic, very liberal, socialist city council of Austin, Texas done? They've cut the police budget by a third, by $150 million. Do you know what the chief is having to do, Chief Manley? He's having to go cut gang units, move them over to regular patrols. He's having to cut DUI units, move them over to regular patrols. He's having to limit how much they can focus on child pornography, limit how they're focusing on all of the other crimes in order just to patrol the streets. That is the incompetence of Democrat-led government, and that's what we're seeing around the country. Go look at every city run by Democrats. Crime is running rampant. If you want that coming to a street near you, then support the Democrats uh, and what they're doing nationally. Well said. Well said. I mean, that gets that you name in, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that hits it on the head because that is where this is taking us. And we're already seeing the outcome in just a few short months that this has been underway. Uh, the crime is skyrocketing. And I don't think that there is a large city in this country that is not seeing that. Uh, Andy, you recently wrote an op ed entitled Facts or Stubborn Things. It was a great, great title. Uh, walk us through some of these. It's talking about some of the, these platitudes that the, the left have. And, and that they are trying to cram down the throats of the American citizens. Uh, talk us through some of those, those points that you brought up. Well, the, the, point, the point of the piece is just really to, to remind people of, of what the, the left is saying. And what the left is, is basically saying, and they're, they're, they're trying to basically pull the wool over American people's eyes. And they're saying... Uh, you know, uh, racism's inherent in, in our system, which which is not true. You have, I mean, how do, how do you have the the, the pre, former president of the United States as a black man, um, and you 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 have this tremendous successor? How do you say that 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 is inherent racism? But but when you move to this thing, and the current president, look what he was able to accomplish exactly. economically with the minority communities, the highest wages, highest employment, all this kind of thing. Absolutely. So you see all these. These are the facts. This is the data that that begins to spring out there. And and the one thing I want to add to something that I that I cut from the piece that I think is really important is. If you want to solve some of these problems that Chip's talking about and I'm talking about, you're talking about today, how do you restore order to these cities? You have to do a few things. You have to arrest, charge, prosecute, and convict. And what's happening is on the front end, they're attacking the police. And we're not really talking about it here today too much. But on the secondary point, they're turning around and releasing these people yeah. right back so on the street. So they go right streets. back and do it all over again. Exactly. And so, so you, can, you can talk about how important it is to, to get in there and, and release these people. Uh, but the reality is you're releasing somebody who's a violent criminal and they're going back out there knowing that there's no, nobody's no out there. Consequences. Actually, yeah, no consequences. So they're going to do it again. And that's, that's the secondary point. You've got to get your prosecutors on board. You've got to get your courts operating right. And that's, I would just say that that's important. Good point. If I could jump in and add another thought, which is, you know, I hear this, this, um, allegation that that we're inherently racist as a nation right and 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 i think that's garbage um but 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 let's let's embrace it for one second are we flawed 
human beings? Have we been since our founding? Of course we are. Sure. Every one of us as believers are taught in Romans 3.23, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all know that. And so we go back and look at our founders and we go, are they imperfect men? Absolutely. Uh, but what happened in Independence Hall on that day on July 2nd when they voted to separate from the crown and then drafted the declaration and voted on the declaration? What happened when they wrote down the rights of man for the first time in the history of all of humankind and laid that out? And then this country fought for it. It was within 80 years that we eradicated the institution of slavery, that we destroyed it in the Emancipation Proclamation. Right. And then we saw the passage of the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendments. And I was at an event the other night with Burgess Owens, who's running for uh, Congress in Utah, um, as well as uh, Wesley Hunt, who's running for Congress in Houston. And I'm not going to talk about campaign stuff here because we're not in an environment to do that. But what I do want to talk about is what they talked about. As two black men, Wesley, who... Uh, went to West Point. His dad was in the Army. His brother went to West Point. His sister went to West Point. Combined 60-something years of service. Um, Burgess Owens talked about the fact that his great-grandfather had been a slave. Wesley talked about the fact that his great-great-grandfather had been a slave. And these men extolled the virtues of this great country in taking us from that moment where their family members had been slaves and then fast-forwarding to the point where these men were able to serve at West Point or Burgess Owens was able to go play in the National Football League and now run for Congress and the greatness of this country. That's what we want to be passing down to our kids and our grandkids. That's what we want to be extolling is talking about the virtues of a nation that has allowed that to occur after literally centuries and millennia of slavery. We eradicated it. And dang if I'm not going to stand up and shout from the rooftops the greatness of this nation in doing that. Only America. Uh, yeah. uh, and the opportunity that has come forth. Yeah, and showing the imperfections that we have as individuals that's translated to a country, and yet we correct those things as best we can as we as we go. Now, final question as we uh, go down the pathway of landing the plane here. Uh, we all know Speaker Pelosi has resisted any effort to address uh, the problem of what's happening in our, our nation with these riots, with the attacks against the uh, law enforcement, in fact, appears very much supportive, frankly, of uh, defunding the police. Uh, she wouldn't even let us deal with Tim Scott's bill to deal with this. Uh, so, so what do we do here in Congress? What is our role? What can we do given the environment in which we are living in Congress these days? What is our move uh, to try to deal with this? Well, our, the move that we're trying to do now is, as a Freedom Caucus is actually force a vote on removing Nancy Pelosi from her speakership. I think, I think what we've seen from her performance, particularly lately, where, where she, will, she will call out members of Congress and say, if you support President Trump, you are an enemy of the people. But if you are rioting, looting, uh, murdering, committing mayhem and assault, mums the word. She's not going to say anything. I think that she has forfeited her um, moral... Uh, stature that comes with being Speaker of the House with, with those, that kind of conduct on one side and uh, basically ignorance on the other, just, just letting it lie. And so, so we have actually been trying to get that to the floor. We've got chips, worked very hard on, on getting a, a motion in place, we're, and we're working together as a team. Jody, you're very instrumental in this, and, and all the HFC folks. We're trying to get that to a vote on the floor so we can at least put everybody on record because she now in some ways becomes the symbol of, of what we're talking about. Do you support the unrest that, that the left seems to uh, support 
or do you support, as Chip said, building America up one brick at a time? And frankly, not only, and Chip, I want you to answer too, but frankly, not only is she involved in attacking the police and supporting the wrong, but attacking our country. These are fundamental pillars of our nation that she is helping promote the attack. And you can't just keep chipping away at, at these pillars without eventually creating enormous problems. Now, I just want to add, because I, I just appreciate Andy bringing up what we're trying to do to uh, vacate the chair. Uh, I think that the people in the United States House of Representatives, the People's House, ought to be on record whether they stand alongside Nancy Pelosi or whether they stand with law enforcement, whether they stand alongside Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, not only said that we were enemies of the state, she also called a distraction the historic Middle East deal that we saw yeah. get signed today at the White House. She called that a distraction. Bahrain, UAE, deals being cut with Israel. Now, why were those deals being done? Because of our nation's leadership. Because we moved the embassy to Jerusalem. This is a woman who called that a distraction. This is a woman who now is allowing members of this body, the People's House, to vote without being here through proxy voting. It's absolutely absurd. And, of course, we are all a part of litigating that in court, as we should be. And we'll see how they hopefully we'll get it at the Supreme Court. Uh, this is a woman that has turned everything we do into a race-baiting exercise, refusing, by the way, to call out her own conference for the anti-Semitic statements time that were made and time and time again. Yes. This is a woman that is continuing to play games with uh, our fiscal health as a nation rather than working to pass bipartisan small business deals. Right now, we could pass a PPP extension or something for small businesses. She refuses to do it, instead pushing $3 trillion monstrosities when we're $27 trillion in debt. This is very clear choice. Do you stand with that? Or do you stand with America and law enforcement and Israel? Or do you stand with Nancy Pelosi and, and tearing down our country? So this is what we're trying to do in Freedom Caucus. This is a, an effort right now to deal with Nancy Pelosi. And uh, we're, we're having a lot of meetings, a lot of discussion with leadership and others to try to get this. i tell you, and you all probably see the same. Every time I bring this up in, in the 10th District of Georgia, I mean, the place goes nuts. Yeah, I mean, yes. they realize where the source of everything rises or falls on leadership, and that's where we are. So, friends, I want you to know this right here is exactly why I'm a part of Freedom Caucus, and I love being a part of this group of absolute warriors. We've had, again, I want to thank uh, Andy Biggs, our chairman, of the Freedom Caucus for being here, Chip Roy for being here, Arizona and Texas respectively. These are outstanding men of leadership and character, and they are here fighting the good fight for you, the American people. I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of the Freedom Caucus uh, podcast. As always, it's our honor to have you joining us. We encourage you to follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on social media as well. Facebook.com slash Freedom Caucus and on Twitter simply at Freedom Caucus. Gentlemen, great to have you on board with us. Thank Thanks, you for Jody. Joining. Thanks for what you do. Thank you, Jody. Appreciate it. Thank you, each one, for being a part of it. Until next time, hope you have a fantastic day, and we'll see you next time right here on the Freedom Caucus Podcast.